What's up, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Talks in Texas. My name is Jordan Kennedy, and today is the 6th of July. Uh, happy 4th of July, happy Independence Day, happy birthday, America, whatever you want to call it. Um, yeah, Thursday was kind of a, hmm, a little bit of a crazy day. Uh, started off great, it was not the best weather starting out, especially around East Texas, but then it got pretty nice as the day went on. Um, I don't know if y'all are going to recall, if you listened to the episode uh, this past week, um, I mentioned that I started a new medicine. Well, that is not a medicine I can drink on, from what I found out. Um, definitely messes with my moods a little bit uh, more than it should. So, uh, uh, yeah, so we're at the point of me not drinking anymore now, which is fine, you know, because I, I don't know, I wasn't really, wasn't really drinking a whole lot. I, I mean, I was drinking, I guess, um, but, you know, I, after I lived in San Marcos, I, I really kind of stopped drinking heavily anyway just because I knew the person that I was while drinking all the time wasn't a good person for me to be wasn't a good first person for my son sons to look up to I mean it's it, it was just better for me to you know take a big step back from from that kind of lifestyle well here I am you know over a year later, year and half since I, I, you know, kind of stopped my party, my heavy partying anyway. Um, and now, I, like I said, I don't drink that often. So whenever, whenever I do drink a few beers, and I'm good, you know, and that's what I tried to do this past on Fourth of July. I drink. I say drink about six beers, uh, and it just, I'm, honestly, I could have probably drank more, I don't honestly know, um, but it just did not, towards the end of, end of me drinking, I guess, is whenever I, um, really started to notice the, the mood in my head change, even though I probably wasn't uh, outwardly acting like I was going it through or going into a different area in my brain, um, it was definitely happening, and ended up, you know, kind of ruining the rest of my day because I let, uh, you know, I just let it get the best of me. So, um, yeah, I just kind of came to conclusion, which my, you know, my son's mother told me that it was probably going to do this to me, you know, so, I, I don't know, part of me has to figure things out for myself a lot, so I, you know, I made the, the conscious, uh, conscious decision to drink, and yeah, it didn't work out, but I learned a lesson from it, and that's what a part of life is to me, is, is you've got to learn these lessons, um, 
you know, either the tough way, the easy way. I mean, it doesn't matter how you learn. Just learn from your mistakes. Learn from your good, your good choices as well. I mean, if you've figured out something that, you know, you can do right and, you know, make money at it or be happy or what have you, um, you know, learn from that too. Keep, keep doing those things. Um, but at the same time, you know, if you're not learning, you're, you're kind of defeating the purpose of life in my opinion. You know, I'm, I'm a firm believer in, in God and Jesus and Christianity and I honestly just don't think that God gave us a brain, the brain that is in our head for us to not explore every day or try to explore every day and learn something new. You know, we're, we're only being able to access a certain portion of our brains. Um, and that's, you know, with that portion, we've got to we've got to push ourselves with that and at the same time that's also the reason I believe in you know experimenting with psilocybin and and LSD and DMT and things that make you question reality because you know we're only getting fed you know a part of, of the truth anyway whether that be through the Bible or be through the stories that we've been fed uh oh, sorry excuse me i've been up since about 6 30 this morning and did not get a lot of sleep last night um but anyway we are uh um we're only accessing that small portion so with with the those chemical drugs you know it's a uh, it's a way for us to access that that further uh, percentage of our brain that you know possibly possibly could be opening up a, a different eye in a sense you know they say that it opens up your third eye or whatever the the truth comes out and I've had people try to explain that to me and it's and it sounds very interesting you know I'm, I'm not gonna you know turn down what they say at all um, so you know I like to challenge myself in a sense not really I guess challenge myself but I just like to just like to learn about new shit you know and it, and, it, and that's changed that's changed as I've gotten older I never I wasn't like that whenever I was younger I didn't give a shit about learning I just wanted to fucking have fun and party but through the things that I've been through in my life choices I've made consciously I've gotten to uh, gotten to a point where I I have a lot more time to myself now, and I with that time, I mean, I, I just do a lot more reading, I guess, and yeah, it might be you know most of my time might be spent on Facebook or Instagram or whatever, but a lot of that time that I'm that I'm on my phone I'm honestly just listening to different podcasts just trying to figure out get different opinions learn learn different uh, things uh, from I mean different terms I mean shit I 
I, I was I'll give you an example. I mean, I, this isn't about a podcast, but I was list, I was looking up um, my new di- diagnosis that I was given last week, and I was reading through some of the things, and I, I came across a thing called uh, cognitive behavioral therapy, and it sounded really interesting to me. So. I, yesterday, we took my son, Brayden, to a doctor here in Tyler, um, and I had a chance to ask that doctor about it, that was actually her specialty, so it was pretty cool, um, but it's, it's a, it's a, it's a form of therapy that, uh, it's, it's a situational therapy from what I'm understanding um here we'll just do a quick brief breakdown of it um it is uh, cognitive behavioral therapy or CBT is a type of uh psychotherapeutic or psychotherapeutic sorry I'm fucking dyslexic too so y'all gotta bear with me when I read shit because I letters don't always go together in the right spots like it might for some of y'all, so bear with me. But it is a psychotherapeutic treatment that helps patients understand the thoughts and feelings that influence behaviors. Uh, CBT is commonly used to treat a wide range of disorders, including phobias, addictions, depression, and anxiety. Now, those that's four things that I definitely uh, suffer from right there. So that tells me that this automatically could help me or potentially help me. Uh, cognitive behavior therapy is generally short term and focused on helping clients deal with a very specific problem. During the course of treatment, people learn how to identify and change destructive and disturbing thought patterns that have a negative influence on behavior emotions. Now, the reason I thought about that is because of what my aunt told me the other day about intrusive thoughts, and it's something that I suffer from. Now, intrusive thoughts are unwelcome thoughts that you you don't really have a control of, you know, and they can be very detrimental to your day because they can, you know, tell you that you're not good enough, you're not going to be able to do this, you're not going to be able to do that, you just might as well just go back, you know, to bed, you, it, it could be you know thoughts just coming out of nowhere from past you know PTSD situations that you that were traumatic enough to you that they continuously replay and that's something that I deal with as well so you know and that's why I smoke weed because I I feel like uh, and I explained this I think the other day I, I, I feel like weed helps me put the blocks into order from biggest to smallest or wherever they go it's just it's a way it's a way for me to organize my thoughts so the you know the destructive and disturbing thoughts that you know this can help those intrusive thoughts that are that are coming in that I'm that can keep me from you know being able to basically live my day and be able to um, to get out of the house because a lot of y'all don't understand that if you're not having to deal with these things y- you are taking a lot of your life for granted because there's a lot of people that can't physically get out of the house and 
it, it's not fair. You know, I wish I didn't have to take medicine. I wish I didn't have to smoke weed. I wish I didn't. I wish I didn't have to do, you know, a lot of things. I wish we were all perfect, but we're not. And it's take, and it's, that's another thing. You know, you can learn something, but you don't, you have to, or you, you can hear something. But you have to, you have to do some diving of your own to learn about it. And I'm, I'm, you know, starting to learn that we're not all perfect. You know, we're all, we're all mad here from uh, Alice in Wonderland's thing. But, um, so all these thoughts come into my head and, and just go everywhere. And I've got to, you know, marijuana helps me to, to organize everything. Um, now there are we're gonna keep going on this uh, reading so it says cognitive behavioral therapy basics uh, the underlying concept behind CBT is that our thoughts and feelings uh, play a fundamental role in our behavior for example a person who uh, spends a lot of time thinking about plane crashes runway accidents and other air disasters may find themselves avoiding air travel uh, the goal of cognitive behavior uh, behavior therapy is to teach patients that while they cannot control every aspect of the world around them, they can take control of how they interpret and deal with the things in their environment. Now, this is another thing that you know kind of catches my attention as far as this being a good therapy for me to check out. Is that right there? Now, I'm very I'm one. I've got OCD. I'm sure. I'm not sure how strong, or not strong, but how um, how much I have it, or like, because I'm not, I don't have to touch a, a, a doorknob five times exactly, so it's not that severe, but there are aspects in my life where it is very severe, you know, I'm... <sighs> I'm one that has to have some sort of control over the environment around me and what's going on. I don't like being in the passenger seat of a car for very long. Um, I, I don't like not having control over the vehicle. I need to know what's going to happen if I've got a procedure coming up, surgery, whatever. Uh, for example, I was nine years old. I had oral surgery, and I needed to know from the doctor, my surgeon, everything. I wanted to know every single thing that was going to happen before I went under. Went under. And that's where I feel like it kind of started from for me because my grandma liked to brag about that whenever I was growing up. And I'm like, no, that's not something to brag about. That's me being OCD. Um, but it took me you know, into my adulthood to realize that. Um, so I like to be in control. Now, I, I realize that I can't be in control of everything. But... At the same time, my brain still likes to play that card whenever situations arise. So I feel like this, you know, being able to interpret and deal with things in, in the environment that they're in, my, you know, learning to deal with them in that situation or that way might uh, be very beneficial to me. Uh, so cognitive behavior therapy has been come, become increasingly popular in recent years with both mental health consumers and treatment professionals. Um, because CBT is usually a short-term treatment option, it is often more affordable than some other types of therapy. Excuse me. CBT is also um, impartially, or 
empirically told y'all dyslexia it's not fun uh empirically supported and has been uh shown to effectively help patients overcome a wide variety of uh malad maladaptive behaviors whatever maladaptive means uh so automatic negative thoughts let's read about this because that sounds pretty interesting let's see one of the main focuses of cognitive behavior therapy or behavioral therapy is on changing the automatic uh, negative thoughts that can be contributed to and uh, ex, 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 yeah, ex, exaggerate. Fuck. I need somebody smarter. Damn it, Mitch, where are you at? Uh, emotional difficulties, depression, and anxiety. Uh, these negative thoughts spring forward spontaneously are accepted as true and tend uh, tend to negatively influence the individual's mood. So yes, definitely suffer from that. And I'm alright, guys. The reason I'm talking about this stuff, and the reason I'm trying to be as open and transparent as I can about it, is because I feel like. You know, this, I know I'm not the only one suffering through this stuff. And, and I say suffering or dealing, whatever you want to call it. I mean, it doesn't matter going through this. And it's, it's such a hard thing for people to talk about sometimes because they don't want to seem vulnerable and they're, and they're taught, we're taught in this world to be, you know, so strong and, and especially for guys, we're, we're taught to that we're not allowed to have emotions and have these thoughts and have you know these problems because that's not what men are supposed to do we're not supposed to show emotion but that's just not the case anymore guys like it, it hadn't been the case for a long time but it's hmm you know, it, it honestly, I think it started around, you know, the time that we got technology and the time that, you know, things started moving at a much very fast, uh, much faster uh, pace in this world. And that's why we're at where we are now with, you know, these new terms and new mental disorders coming out. Um, but we've got, like I said, said in, in, in the past, we've got to start talking about this stuff more. And, and that's where I feel like if I can just I express my experiences and what has happened to me and it just gets through to one person. One person. I'll be happy. Because I, I know that if I would have had something along that whenever I was going through it because I mean I don't get me wrong I've had I have a good support system but sometimes it's very hard to be open and vulnerable to the people that are closest to you because those are the people that you want to be strongest for and that's a hard thing to overcome and that's why I believe that just listening to people you know that have 
gone through these experiences and and are doing you know going through the same stuff that you're going through it, that there are those other people out there and 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 learning from you know guys I hit rock bottom over you know a little over a year ago but I'm still here I'm still here which is impressive as shit to me I did not think I would make it past 27 honestly did not think I was getting out of 27 I thought that was my year I was going to join the 27 club with all the rest of the fucking rock stars and that was going to be it then 28 came and you know things even got worse but you know what I, I kept sticking through you know not not always by choice and not always uh, by my own self will but by the others that love me and that do continue to love me and without that basis I wouldn't be I really wouldn't be anywhere without them but like I said it's it's often hard to be vulnerable to people that are around you because that's just not that's just not how you're supposed to be in a in a sense to them you know what I'm saying uh so um yeah guys I mean if you if you're having problems you know it it even if you have to reach out to a, a close friend, it doesn't matter. Reach out to that friend. I, I think as as if you, if we're able to talk to friends, we can we can open up a little bit more just because of the fact that we know that they don't know everything that's going on, and we're not trying to play that perfect card in front of them like we do with our close family. Um, and you just, whenever you have friends, I mean, you just, you're, you're, you've built a trust, uh, a trust system that you don't really get to experience with family, in my opinion. I've got a very good friend that talks to me about things that I guarantee you he hasn't talked to about, you know, talked with about anybody else, maybe another close friend, but his family, he doesn't know things. And that's just because, like I said, he has to have that perfect persona. He has to have that, be that man, that manly man that everyone, you know, says we have to be. So, talk, please, talk. If you have to talk to me, let me know. I'm here. I I don't mind talking to you. If you want to come on, do an episode, talk, whatever. If you want to just message me privately, it doesn't matter. Talk. Get shit off your chest. There are other people out there going through the same shit you're going through. I promise you, they're going through the exact same stuff. It might be a little bit more different situational, but it's the same emotions and shit, guys. It really is. So, let's continue. Uh, through the CBD proce- uh, CBT process, not CBD, I'm not high at all right now. Uh, through the CBT process, patients examine these thoughts and are encouraged to look at evidence uh, from reality that either supports uh, supports or refutes sorry I'm moving the mic guys give me one second uh, supports or refutes these thoughts and uh, by doing this people are able to take a more objective and realistic look at the thoughts that contribute to their feelings of anxiety and depression by becoming aware of the negative and often unrealistic thoughts that dampen their feelings and moods, people are able to start 
engaging in healthier thinking patterns. Pretty interesting. Um, types of cognitive behavioral therapy. Uh, let's see. There's like four different. Excuse me. There's like four different types. It says uh, rational emotive behavioral therapy. Uh, therapy, sorry, or REBT. Uh, this type of CBD is centered on. Goodness gracious, guys! Sorry. Um, this type of CBD or C- <laughs> CBT is centered on identifying and altering rational beliefs. The process of REBT involves identifying the underlying irrational beliefs, act- actively challenging these beliefs, and finally learning to recognize and challenge these uh, thought patterns. The next one is cognitive therapy. This form of ther- therapy is centered on identifying and changing inter- inaccurate or distorted thinking patterns, emotional responses, and, be- uh, and behavior. Inaccurate or distorted thinking patterns, emotional responses, and behaviors. The third one is multi multi model therapy. This form of CBT suggests that psychological issues must be treated by addressing seven different but in uh, interconnected modalities. Fuck! I need somebody else to read this shit for me whatever um which is behavior effect sensation uh imagery cognition interpersonal factors and drug biological uh, biological considerations um dialectical behavior therapy there we go this type of cognitive behavioral therapy addresses thinking patterns and behaviors and incorporates strategies such as emotional regulation and mindfulness. Yeah. I'm not really sure what all that means. Sounds cool. Uh, Let's see. The components of cognitive behavior. I don't want to read all that shit. So the process process of cognitive behavior therapy during the process of cbt the therapist tends to take a very active role cbt is highly oriented goal oriented and focused and the client and therapist work together as collaborators towards a mutually established goals towards toward the mutually established i wish i could read better dealt with this my entire life it's not fun so don't be laughing at me fuck everybody that's laughing right now because i know you are uh the therapist will tip oh shit never mind skip one uh cbt is highly uh no 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 argue that one good uh the therapist will typically explain the process in detail and the client will often be given homework to complete between sessions Cognitive behavior therapy can be effectively used as a short-term treatment uh, centered on helping the client deal with a very specific problem. Uh, Use of cognitive behavior therapy is... uh, Cognitive behavior therapy has been used to treat people suffering from a wide range of disorders, including anxiety, phobias, depression, 
addictions, eating disorders, panic attacks, and anger. So, yeah, guys, I mean, it can can help you with a lot of shit. Uh, so crit- let's. I want to read this part. Criticisms, and we'll be done. And I'll tell you who the source is and all that shit. Um, initially, uh, some patients suggest that while they recognize that certain thoughts are not rational or healthy simply becoming aware of these thoughts excuse me good lord uh, simply becoming aware of these thoughts does not make it easy to alter them cbt doesn't tend to focus on uh potential underlying uh, unconscious resistance uh, resistances to change as much as uh, other approaches such as um, psychoanalytical psychotherapy. Hmm, That might be another uh, topic for next week. Uh, It is important to note that CBT does not just involve identifying these thought patterns. It is focused on using a wide range of strategies to help clients overcome these thoughts. Such strategies may include journaling, which I have recently started, role-playing, I'm not sure where how that's going to come into play, yeah, um, relaxation techniques, I can smoke weed, so cool, already one step ahead too, uh, and mental distractions, I've got ADD, but that doesn't help me any, um, hmm. So, this is an article from Very Well Mind, and it was an article written by Kendra Cherry, last updated on June 27th, recently. Pretty cool. So, yeah, this is a therapy that I think that... I could get some use out of, you know, and it might not be for you, but there's a lot of y'all that ain't even willing to get out the house and go talk to a doctor. So if I have to be the one that, uh, if I have to be the one that, you know, tells y'all and gets your ass, you know, informed, so be it. I don't care. Like I said, I'm here to help one person. I don't care who that person is. I'm here to help you. You let me know. Is it going to be, you know, do, do we need to have a, you know, face-to-face talk? What do you, you know, just do you just need to, you know, listen to this? It doesn't matter. We got to... Uh, we got to start being a little bit more open about this stuff because, you know, whenever, put it to you like this, whenever a school shooting or a mass shooting goes on, people automatically go to, oh, he had this disorder or blah, blah, blah. And that might be true. But we as a society have put a such a negative stigma on that that he might have had it, but he had to, you know, he or she might have had to 
masked that so much because of you know bullying that went on because of you know a disorder that they were going through because of you know whatever circumstances it doesn't matter and then i'm not trying to say that these people are are innocent by any means at all literally don't take that as this way but what i'm saying is that our negative stigma on mental health disorders and issues is not this world this country is not a welcoming uh place for those issues and until we change our our outlook on these things we're not going to get any better as a country as far as those you know as far as these attacks go and as far as these people you know finally lashing out because they felt that they have had to mask whatever emotions and and you know they might be getting bullied or whatever and that's another thing if you're fucking bullying somebody shut the fuck up you have no right to talk about anybody so shut the fuck up you know there's if you're outright going up to somebody's face and bullying them or bullying them over the internet or whatever and yes I understand there's fucking little disputes and shit but if you're outright actively bullying somebody on a daily basis or whatever, shut the fuck up. No one cares about what you're saying at all. And it's only showing that you're fuck- You're the one that's, Im- you know, immature and ins- insecure about yourself. Even though you might, you might think that you have it all together. You fucking don't. No one does. None of us are perfect. Stop acting like it. Stop bullying people. You know? My son, I, I've had to talk about this shit with my son and about, you know, he's he's been bullied at school and I'm just like, you know, honestly, I'm just like, if it continues, punch him in the fucking face. But I can't tell that to my kid. And we can't do that in public. We can't do that in a, as an adult. Or there will be consequences. So, you know, I have to tell him that just, just to stay away from him. I tell his older brother to, you know, watch his back, basically, because that's what older brothers are for, in my opinion. Even, you know, whatever. Um,. But I don't, I don't honestly know what to say to my kid. Because it's a different day and age now. Even from whenever I was a kid. I mean, we're talking 20 years difference right now. And back then, I guess it seems like there was more kids kind of handling things on their own than there are now. And I don't know if that's just because kids have become more sensitive because of the way that, you know, we're, we're taught that we have to have certain clothes and certain things and we have to have the games and the newest game. You can't have the old game. Um, so I don't know if they're just more sensitive now to things, but it just seemed like whenever 
when my generation was kids that we were able to handle things a lot more on our own. Now, I'm not saying that was always the case, but it seemed like it was more than it is now. Now, that might just be because we're, like I said, we're just living in a different world. Every fucking generation's different. But we're all the same in the same sense. We're we're still humans. We still make mistakes. We're still learning. We're still learning. Uh, every generation is learning something new about this planet and about this universe. Sorry, guys. Shit, I'm fucking tired. Get some, you know, get y'all sleep too. That's another healthy, uh, healthy thing to do whenever you're dealing with uh, emotional or not emotional, but mental health disorders and things. Chocolate milk is amazing. Um, but we we haven't really discovered a whole shit ton, honestly. And we're learning more and more and more every day. And that that to me right there builds my my argument for why marijuana should be looked at as a medical uh a medical treatment plan for several, several different, um, issues, because you got to think about it, when medicine was started, when all these miracle drugs were introduced, and these people were going around to the old trade shows, and, uh, let's see, let's just look up some of this shit real quick. What I'm trying to say is that whenever they first started with all that, let's see, give me one second. So, anyway, sorry about the break on that. Uh, anyway, the whenever medicine started out, they, it was just people trying to figure out different shit. You know, they were there was no set standard of how um, what what things to use for what. Um, I'm trying to think of how I can look this up without um uh without I'm I'm just basically trying to look this up from the old original days of discovering medicine like there was you know when we used to use coke and shit and heroin and uh, and trying to figure out this is not it. What I want? Oh shit! I'm trying to find something about it.
that's definitely not it. look up under this shit. I'm trying to, I'm sorry guys, I'm really just trying uh, trying to figure out where where this would be under, what I'm looking for. Sorry, I'm reading, trying not to make a whole bunch of just blank sounds go on. Hmm. Anyway, I can't find shit. So, anyway, my thinking is, is that, like I said, uh, back in the day whenever we didn't know what the fuck we were doing, there was no research. There was no database for shit. There was nothing, um, there was nothing to go off of. I mean, it was just a bunch of fucking random people going, okay, maybe this will work for this person. Maybe this, you know, the old docs in fucking Western movies and shit like that, they didn't know what the fuck they were doing. If someone got shot, sorry. I don't know what to tell you. You're dead. These people that were, you know, they show the docs taking out bullets and shit, horse shit. They didn't know what the fuck they were doing. They were figuring it out, yes, but they didn't know what they were doing. Um, whenever, um, <laughs> this is kind of funny. Whenever you were choking, if you were choking on something from that something you ate, you were fucked. Sorry, you're gonna die from choking. So long. And the medicines that they. Um, hold on, let me see if this works. Um, but the medicine was just people just random shit together until something worked for somebody. I mean, it wasn't <coughs> like I said <laughs> like I said, there was no standard. There was no nothing about how to do this uh, you know uh, this way or that way or whatever, you know this medicine is great for this. So we're Basically, what I'm trying to say is that we're still discovering shit, still figuring out things. So, for those to say that marijuana has no medical benefits and no medical side of, you know, nothing, you're so fucking naive, in my opinion. Because it, history literally proves you're opinion wrong you can't you can't deny fact and 
I don't know. I guess. I mean, I guess you can deny fact. People do it all the fucking time. Do it every damn day. Um. But that's how we figured out medicine. A lot of it. I think. Uh, what is his name? Doctor Lister, I believe. Joseph Lister. So I remember hearing about this guy. Uh, I think I was watching a um, watching a documentary on possibly medicine, early surgery. Anyway, he's the founder of Listerine. Well, we all know Listerine these days as a um, mouthwash, right? Well, this dude was a British surgeon. Uh, he he was known. Uh, so he was born in 1827, died in 1912. Um, he did a lot of his work between it looks like 1883 and 1897 as Sir Joseph uh, Lister. Uh, he was a uh, pioneer of antiseptic surgery. So, before this guy comes along, if you if you had a stomach pain and felt like you were going to die, they would cut you open, figure out what the fuck's going on, but they had no way of cleaning their instruments, so there was cross-contamination everywhere so basically if you had surgery back then you better hope that you were you know the first one and if they did clean because they would clean the tools at the end of the day the best they could uh, but there was just so many going through and they didn't have autoclades and they didn't have ways to clean tools surgical tools like they do now so if you better hope that you were the first one I guess of the day um but if you had surgery anywhere in between there, you're basically going to die from infection. So, sorry, but thank you for helping us get to where we are now. Um, so, this guy comes through and, and has this new, new thing. Um, you know, for having sterile surgery. kind of accepted it I guess at that point I don't know I mean I wasn't there but that's the thing new things happen if if we're gonna just stick to well fuck the wheel worked original the original wheel worked but now we've got tires fucking huge tires so if if we're gonna live by that 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 thinking we should have just stuck with you know stayed with the original wheel that rock one. We should just stay there. What the fuck's the point in going anywhere further? We did great in huts. Might as well go back to that. Living in caves. But that's not who we are as a human, a human race, and as a creature of this this earth, we are, we are created differently. We are created to have brains that we can use as a tool to discover new things. 
and we've got to use that tool you know and not be so naive and kept in our own little box because you know 50 years ago 60 years ago they started saying that oh weed's bad it's you know the mexicans and the and the blacks are smoking weed and they're and they're raping your women and you know weed's gonna uh, make you go crazy and all this and like motherfuckers no some people yeah it might but for the majority of us no it's not the case it's a fucking medicine and now that hemp's going legal again because that was the original fucking kicker was that um, hemp was being it was it was so big it was growing so much and getting so much attention that the, that these uh, these businessmen that own tree tree farms to be able to you know cut those tree down those trees down and and be able to create pa- um, paper and things like that from them they were realizing that they were getting you know some competition from the hemp farms because the hemp was better so then they I think this isn't back in like the 40s um, then they started paying off people to say that it was marijuana which you know multa is just basically a fucking it's a it's a crazy tobacco basically is a slang is a, is a the term for it crazy tobacco um so they're then then they're putting money out there to to basically ruin the name of marijuana and, and hemp and get it get it out of out of our market you know so then we get reefer madness and we get all this crazy shit <laughs> it's kind of funny now when you look back at it but it, it led us to where we are today with not being able to um um not be able to explore explore new things and new ideas it's kind of like with Denver and Oakland decriminalizing psilocybin they're opening up that door to be able to do research because that's what's been closed for so long thanks to the government is that door to be able to look and look into these drugs and be able to see if they're going to be beneficial to this country or not and I'm, I'm all for them if they're not beneficial then it's not beneficial you know it's not used as a medical thing but even now with the limited research that we have people i mean we we know that they are we know that they have medical benefits we know that even lsd has been of medical benefits as far as you know helping you with anxiety you know and things like that and and mushrooms i, I believe are the biggest one psilocybin is a very big uh, tool for being able to overcome some of the things that are challenges in your head and help you to see things in a different light and I've heard many, many first-hand accounts of, of people, uh, you know, coming in or going out of trips and just completely being a different person. So for you to, you know, for the government or whoever to say that it has no benefits, you're, you're just, you're straight up wrong. Just flat out don't know what you're talking about wrong. And you can't say that you're not. 
there's too much there's too many facts out there this this day and age to not to not believe into something like that um so you know it's kind of a uh it i don't know we've got to get out we got to give marijuana a chance we've got to give um you know, people a chance to just, you know to to study these drugs and to to make their own healthy, you know, their own their own choices. I guess. I mean, we all can agree that heroin shouldn't be illegal, meth shouldn't be illegal, even though there are fucking legal forms of it, and probably legal forms of heroin. Uh, cocaine shouldn't be legal. Uh, crack shouldn't be legal. I get that. I don't want that shit legal either. I had an argument one day with a guy that fucking thought we should legalize uh, recreational cocaine. I was like, you're a fucking idiot. He was like, well, I've never ruined my life. I was like, because you probably haven't done enough coke if you haven't come close to ruining your life at some point. Because I sure as fuck did. So I don't think that we... That's not a fucking thing that I back at all. So don't get me wrong whenever I'm saying. I think we need stuff... We should have the, uh, the research done on things that help us, t- as th- that challenge our fucking view in our brain. That's what we should be challenged or be focused on legalizing those things. Fuck the other stuff. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. Anyway, we're gonna jump in. What the fuck was that? Sorry, I heard a noise on this fucking computer. Um. We're going to jump in to some new music. Uh, so this past week I talked about... Oh, okay, I know who it is. Um, I talked about Co Wetzel's new album. I think I gave you all some more, uh, some more albums to check out. But, you know, he's been catching a lot of flack for this new album and kind of I can I can kind of understand why because it's not what we were used to from noise complaint and his uh, his first EP but you know I'm a uh, I'm a big supporter of an artist whenever they can take different influences and bring it into their music and make it their own. I love being able to listen to a track and be able to uh, find out, you know, or be able to hear those different influences. Like, there's songs, like, uh, I think Reed South Hall has a song, uh, uh, Running, I'm pretty sure it's Running. And I can hear hints of fucking like Led Zeppelin and some, some, um, some old Leonard Skinnerd. Uh, shit, I mean, it, it, I just like being able to to hear those different influences, and that's what that's what I feel like happened with Co. On this new album, he he has, you know, to me, he was always kind of that 
that different um, alternative rock slash outlaw country. Um, he he just had that that behind him, you know that that kind of genre going already. So he releases uh, Harold Saul High. Uh, and he released it kind of like I, I, I figured he would. I, I, you know, he, he had uh, mentioned that it was already out uh, or that he had finished it. Um, and then I was like, man, he's probably just going to do like a it's up and then let y'all figure it out or leave a link or something, you know. And that's kind of what he did. Uh, I woke up or it dropped at like midnight uh, and I think he posted, you know, he posted a picture of the, the album and said class is now in session. Uh, so it was kind of along the lines of what I thought he was going to do because that's just a cool idea of, of trying to get your music out there and it catches everybody's attention and at the same time it doesn't and allows people to kind of discover it on their own. I don't know. But, you know, it starts off... It, it's called Harold Saul High, and that's after his his uncle and his I think it was his uncle and his good friend uh, that were big fans of his music and the band's music, and they never got the chance to really see where they gotten to now. So he named the album after them, and it starts off with a skit, which I'm not a big fan of skits. I mean, I, whenever I think of skits, I think of rap music and I think of Eminem and um, other artists. You know, just doing. I just don't think that they're I don't think that they're for country music, but again, I'm not, I'm not him. I'm not the artist creating these songs and putting this album out there. So more power to you. Um, so it starts off with a skit and then it goes in for to forever. The first song. And, uh, I really like that song. I know I've recently learned how to play it on guitar so I can, I mean, I, I play guitar as well, so I like uh, learning new songs. Uh, and plus, it talks about my hometown, Tyler. You know, we're down another hour just outside of Tyler uh, with a lot of storm and lots of rain. And it's just, it's just cool hearing. I love hearing my hometown in songs. Um, anyway, so it goes from forever to uh, what you deserve to make believe. Too high to cry, nothing left to say. She can't stop crying. Powerball, love the way you uh, hate me. The worst part, one and only Ragweed and one of my favorites, Sancho. Now, the biggest complaint that I've heard from people is that it's too um, alternative rock. Um, Blink 182 sounding uh, this and that and I understand that I understand you can hear that I understand that you can hear those influences but that's what music is it's it's a thing that is influenced by previous people um, at least that's what it is to me I mean we're at some point going to run out of, of chord combinations and, and new and new sounds anyway so we're gonna we're gonna be you know basically hitting refresh and trying to figure out you know listening to the old artists and 
trying to interpret their music into a different art form or different different genre or whatever you want to call it sorry um so you know they they, like i said the biggest complaint that i heard was that it was too it, it wasn't country it wasn't what we were used to and i'm honestly just very okay with that I don't care. I mean, I've listened to the album. I, I listen to it for the first two weeks at least once every day, and know just about every word on the album. Um, and I love it. I think it was a great, great album. You know, it. Uh, the big song out right now is Ragweed, of course, because you know it's we all. <laughs> we it talks about. Um, him being in love with a girl and uh, I think how crazy she is but you know she misses Ragweed as much as uh, he does and that just keeps bringing him back and keeps him in love basically how much his friends are going to hate her Um, I think my favorite line on that is she tries to tell me Oklahoma's better and I ain't got no time for that that's like <laughs> fuck Oklahoma <laughs> and plus plus fucking Cody Canada and uh, he's from fucking Oklahoma so it's even funnier with it being the song ragweed and shit I just thought it was it was quite humorous and um you know that that's another I mean it's gonna be a big song for him ragweed that'll be his next uh his next single to go out um, so be looking out for that one. I'm sure it will be the next one. Um, and then my another personal favorite of mine is the worst part, and it and it kind of it kind of gives us a different a different look a different different it's different uh gives us a different look into his life and the life of a the life of a rock star. And if you listen to his album, you can tell that he's definitely got some. Uh, some addictive traits and issues that stem from that addiction and he um, you know because he definitely talks about cocaine use and uh, drinking like he does Um, and I'm sure that it is a uh, um, I'm sure that it plays a very emotional toll on him but you know he talks about the worst part and he's saying that it's uh, uh, starts off with the worst part is uh, not being able to talk to somebody is not being able to tell anybody how I feel and I've, I've dealt with that before and that goes back to my original kind of uh, topic you know you gotta be able to talk to people and if you're not able to talk to somebody and you're dealing with you know any kind of emotional uh, problems or mental issues then they're never going to get better it's just going to continuously get worse and that's why I think you should you know definitely be open about what you're going through um, and then it goes on to you know say that the worst part is that I ain't doing too good um uh, and I know it might seem otherwise, 
then that that's that right there alone that that line again tells me that this lifestyle or that lifestyle is very hard on him and but it, it also speaks to me in my own life because there's times that I will act, I will act like I'm great I will look like I'm doing amazing but I'm doing extremely horrible on the inside it might look like I'm doing great but I'm not so it's just I mean it was just a great song and it's I mean really if you if you get into it that's a song to that'll that'll pull on you a little bit I, I think if you uh, have if you deal with these issues um, I think one of the songs that really kind of people were honestly talking about the most was uh, uh, Powerball and Love the Way You Hate Me because to me I could definitely hear that like early 2000s uh, Blink-182 um, Incubus um, Foo Fighters kind of feel to those songs um, but at the same time like I said it's just an influence guys if that's what's going to let you stop from listening to an artist and that's fucking horrible there are a lot of other artists out there that you guys support that are shit and I'm not going to say names because I don't like pissing people off like that because I believe that it's still an art form but you're letting an influenced album get in the way of you experience you know getting to enjoy the artists that you were enjoying a year ago whenever you were listening to fucking February 28 2016 and and Austin and uh uh whatever other song was fucking big from him you were supporting him then so stop being a little bitch and go support his album now um Paul Cawthon with his cocaine country dancing now that song I you know I I'd been following Paul for a while, but I'd never really listened to his music. And then my buddy Graham Woldert told me about that song. And at first, I first listened to it. And then I saw the video, or I saw the video. It's a video based out of the Electric Cowboy in in Fort Worth. And I was instantly thrown back to electric cowboy here in tyler and started having like fucking ptsd moments to where i was like almost tripping the fuck out a little bit um and then also obviously my cocaine addiction like that was all that was kind of going in together at one time and i was like oh my lord this is fucking system overload no <laughs> um but it, it ended up being a i mean a great song it's kind of you know fun to sing along to and the thing i like about paul is that he is his voice is so different like it's it's a great sound but it's just not a sound you expect from today's music and that goes and that's a lot right along with Charlie Crockett if you get a chance go check him out as well he's got a great uh, great voice um, uh, cocaine and country dancing and then Charlie I mean Paul's got another song called uh, resignation that's another really good song and it's it's just really catchy and that's the thing about his music that's uh, that I like is that it's very very catchy and you after a few times, you're going to be able to sing along, and you want to sing along, and you want to be able to listen to the songs again. Um, and another album that came out recently was Grady Spencer and the Work, and it was uh, it's um, one second. Uh, let's see. 
Oh, the album is called Celebrate. Now, I've got most of that, or I've got the whole album actually saved to my playlist. But my, uh, I'll give you my top three favorite songs. Uh, number one. Number one is Living Lies. Number two is Grant. And number three is Four Song. Living Lies, the reason I like that one so much is just the uh, the bass lines on it. And that's what I like a lot about um, Grady's work and the bands. Um, it, it's very... Um, not... Not eclectic as far as being a lot of different instruments it's just the way that he brings those in the certain instruments into each song it, it changes each song it's and then it almost stays the same in the same sense i don't know <clears throat> like you know whenever you're listening to his music you know it's great if that's make if that makes sense. Now there are other artists there that out there that sound similar, or you know he might be influenced by them. You know, kind of some of his stuff sounds kind of like uh, Lucas Nelson, kind of like some Uncle Lucius, um, but he makes his he makes his music his own, and or I mean, well, it's him and the group, but they all make their music their own, and it sounds fucking awesome. I mean, it's. It just they're great artists great artists so definitely go check out celebrate by grady spencer in the work uh, as the new album came out a few weeks ago um tyler childers is getting ready to release a new album as well he's had out house fire and all urine and i did not say urine urine like y-o-u-eight or y y-o-r apostrophe in and he uh you know his first big album um that came out he wrote with Sturgill Simpson which I'll get to Sturgill in just a minute um but he wrote with Sturgill Simpson and he he went into it for a specific reason and and a specific specific tone and sound he was wanting to achieve from that album and that was a you know an Eastern Kentucky, which they're both from there. There, he was. It was that Eastern Kentucky feel, that mountain music kind of uh, tone to it, but also that country outlaw uh, tone as well, which Sturgill is very well known for. Um, but he he also tells a story, which I enjoy. I love I love it when an artist can tell me to tell me a story instead of just singing the 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 stuff that rhymes and things like that tell me a story get me you know get me interested in or or be able to paint a picture of what you're saying you know in my head i like to especially if you want me to come back and continuously listen to the song now there are songs that i think that are just catchy and that i enjoy but i'm gonna use it specifically for one reason now whenever an artist can tell a story and make me think i'll tend to look at their music a little bit differently in a little bit different format uh for my brain to process it and and actually you know listen to the different instruments and and the what the words that he's saying and the way that the, you know the artist is saying not just he but she as well um the way that they're they're trying to express themselves 
So, go check out Tyler Childers if you get a chance. Definitely some good fucking music if you ever have, uh, haven't ever had the chance of listening to him. Uh, buddy of mine, Troy Stone and the Spent Shells put out their album this past week. Great album as well. Definitely digging uh, Indian Paintbrushes um, and Oatmeal. I like that one as well. Um, and then Hayes County Hilton. Um, Troy is down in South Texas around the Austin area. San Marcos, New Braun, uh, New Braunfels. So if you're in that area, um, he's always putting on shows. Go give him a follow on Facebook, Troy Stone in the Spent Shells, and go check him out and go support some live music, guys. Go support some local live music. Um, and then we got Sturgill Simpson, and. Sturgill put out a new song the other day called No, that's not it. Where's it at? Alright, here it is. The Dead Don't Die. I've only listened to this song a couple times or maybe just once. Um, but I'm going to definitely listen to that here in just a little bit whenever I get off here. Sturgill Sturgill is known for having a different outlook on on life and having a different outlook on country music. Uh, One of my favorite songs by him is Turtles All the Way Down. The reason... The reason I like this song so much, I mean the lyrics one second alright so this song starts off and uh says I've seen Jesus play with uh, I've seen Jesus play with flames in a lake of fire that I was standing in met the devil in Seattle and spent nine months inside uh, the lion's den met Buddha yet another time and he showed me the glowing light within but I swear that uh, God is there every time I glare into the eyes of my best friend that is fucking poetry. That's not just song lyrics. That's poetry. Straight up poetry. And it, and it gets, I mean, it just gets in even better uh, from there. You know, it says, says, uh, says my son, it's all been done. Someday you're going to wake up old and gray. Uh, so go and try to have some fun showing warmth to everyone you meet and greet and cheat along the way. And it says there's a gateway in our minds that leads somewhere out there far beyond this plane where reptile aliens made of light cut you open and pull out all your pain. Tell, uh, tell me how you make illegal 
something that we all make in our brains. Some say you might go crazy. Then again, you might, it might make you go sane. It says, every time I take a look inside an old and fabled book, I'm blinded by, or blinded and reminded of the pain caused by some old man in the sky. If that doesn't make you think, that's and this and the song's not over yet. If that doesn't make you think, then what are you doing? What are you doing with your life? Because, like I said, we're we're God gave us this brain to we're only using a certain portion of it. We're not being able to access all the, the full potential of our brain. But if you're willing to just get through life, just getting through without challenging yourself further, then you're wasting your time here and you're wasting everyone else's time. So the song goes on and says, uh, marijuana, LSD, psilocybin, DMT, they all changed the way I see, but love's the only thing that ever saved my life. And says, so don't waste your mind on nursery rhymes and fairy tales of blood and wine. Calling out the Bible. And it says, it's turtles all the way down the line. So to each their own, till we go home. To other realms, our souls must roam. To and through the myth that we all call space and time. It's a, it's an out, or it's a song that, you know, like to, like I said, to me, just makes my brain just go crazy with wanting to explore, you know, wanting to explore what's, what's out there and, and challenge what I think reality is and, and just be able to try to discover new things. And I'm, I'm really looking forward to his new album because he hasn't released an album in a few years. But I'm, I don't know. I, I think that we should all just take the time to try to discover um, new things and challenge, like I said, challenge yourself, challenge your brain, challenge your body. Um, get out there and, and live your life and stop being so um, kept up in this box that you've built around yourself and around your uh, around uh, you know your entire being break out of that show alright guys so that's going to be the end of today's episode I've got to get off here get this uploaded and get to work um, I hope that you all have gained something from this I mean I know I sure have, and and with uh, with that being said, if you have any questions or if you feel like you need to talk or want to come out on an episode and talk about things and express your opinion, let me know. Reach out to me on Facebook, um, Facebook on you know my Talks in Texas uh, page. You can reach me on my personal page, Jordan Kennedy. You can reach me on Instagram as well, um, SilentBob09, or on uh, Snapchat, SilentBob with a 3-9. Uh, 
three instead of the E. Silent Bob three instead of the E. Um, I've got, you know, definitely got more to talk about coming up this week. Um, but I know next week, next Saturday, I'm going to have a guest on good friend of mine Brandon Morgan from Lufkin he uh, we met at church playing in the band at church and he is a badass guitar player um, is from what I know going into um, being a preacher at some point so he is doing all the, the studying and things for that so we're going to be diving into some uh, some religion uh, and some just trying to see wherever else we can go. I'm gonna get some questions up for him so we can uh, have some some or he can have some answers for you know some things. So if you have some questions about religion that you would love to ask, you know, or to have answered, feel free to let me know. I'll try to get those uh, in there as well. We're gonna talk about some music too because this guy is a badass guitar player. I might try to get him to bring down a guitar and play a little bit for us. Um, but yeah, guys, I hope y'all have a great rest of your weekend and I will be seeing y'all again later on this week. Later.